0: This is Jeff Cross and welcome to the March 15, 2023 edition of Views on the News from the Couch. A baby boomer's attempt to pass along his views on the news. Quick hitters. A U.S. drone, a big drone, collided with a Russian jet over the Black Sea. Drone went down. The Russian jet made it back to base. We complained to the Russian ambassador for buzzing the drone. Inflation may have eased a bit based on monthly data, though I swear they treat that one like a yo-yo. European bank stocks fell a bit, with Credit Suisse leading the way over concerns based, I think they call it shock testing. Basically, what-ifs on things like higher interest rates. The Ukraine-Russian grain deal needs to be extended. That is the one that allows exports of grain. Good for currency requirements by both countries, but also good to hold down world food prices. The San Francisco board of supervisors accepted a draft recommendation to pay African-Americans $5 million if they had a relative imprisoned in the war on drugs or was a slave. I linked to an article about the FBI agent who interrogated Saddam Hussein. It is worth a read. Some big tech leaders are saying one of the reasons they are able to lay off many is because many were doing fake work. Huh, think Elon Musk figured that out at Twitter. Meta, it will always be Facebook to me, is laying off 10,000 workers, or maybe I should say employees. Moving on. The Federalist has a piece by Evita Duffy Alfonso titled, The Stanford free speech debacle is another reason universities need to fire 99.9% of their administrators. I was mostly going to use the thought in the previous comment on meta layoffs to say universities should lay off a lot of their bureaucrats. Then I read the article. It's interesting. The catalyst for the article is an attempted speech by a federal appeals court judge who was invited to speak by the Stanford Federalist Society. The judge was shouted down by students. When an administrator, a DEI kind of person, stepped in, it was not to quell the mob, but more to support the mob. Leaders at Stanford later apologized to the judge. In the article, the author says, quote, at most institutions, there are more administrators than faculty. At Yale, there are more administrators than undergraduate students. University bureaucrats with their often seven-figure salaries are a major factor in the outrageous cost of tuition, end quote. That sounds bad to me. What say you? I linked to an article by David Ditch titled, Six Charts Show Crucial Facts About Spending, Taxes, Deficits Missing from Biden's Budget. The first one shows federal revenues rolling along from 1970 at about 17.4% of GDP. Some ups and downs, but those were mostly explained by dips due to recessions. Spending, though, spending was more of a roller coaster and historically was about 20.3%. Note, historically about 3% more than our revenues. A spike during the Bush years for some wars and a big spike during the pandemic years. What worries me is it looks like the new spending normal after the pandemic is about 25% and the Congressional Budget Office projects spending to rise to 30% of GDP, GDP. That is federal spending. There's still state spending. To put it in terms of a household, he says about $70,000 is a typical in income, but the spend is about 90000 and the $20,000 difference is plopped on a credit card, quote, despite already being $447,000 in debt, end quote. Tough to read the graph, but it this point, about 3.5% of GDP is the amount we spend more than we take in revenue if one ignores interest payments on the debt. Another 2% of GDP is spent to pay the interest on the debt. Interest payments are expected to grow to 6% of GDP in the coming years. That sounds bad. And what is driving the increase in federal spending? Things like politicians are crazy to touch because we will vote them out. 30% of the spending uh, increase is from health 27% from social security, 21% from interest payments, 17% is discretionary, and 4% is all other mandatory spending. So most of the spending increase drivers are baked into the cake. Spending increases will occur if no action is taken. And that is what politicians excel at, no action. Action would require them to take on a tough issue, the kind of thing that Rand Paul does on a daily basis and is ridiculed for. So the obvious solution is to tax the rich more, many would say. The author shows a graph which indicates that the top 1% based on income pay 42% of taxes. Is that a fair share? The bottom 50% pay 2% of all tax revenues. I don't think these calculations take into account welfare-type payments. If they did, then I assume that 2% would be a negative number. Anyway, thanks for listening to Views on the News from the Couch. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends. If you did not like it, please share with the rest of the folks you know.